welcome my friend to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of myvirtualchangemanager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organizations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences interview some fantastic people and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, hello, hello and welcome to episode three and this is a special one uh, that is kind of near and dear to my heart um, because it is important to me is this is NADOC week coming up in Australia between the 3rd and the 10th of July 2022. Before I begin, I'd like to pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I am talking today, the land of the Thurawal people, and pay my respects to elders both past, present and emerging. This is a big week in Australia and certainly the participation nationally is one that I hope is quite high and increases over time as people show more respect to the First Nations people in Australia, the Aboriginal people across our nation. The actual theme this year is get up, stand up, show up. And it seems very, very relevant in a lot of ways. There seems to be some really great traction having been made in the last year, not as significant as it ever needs to be, that's for sure. Progress is always perception about perception. And certainly for Aboriginal people, though, there is higher representation than ever before in our federal government system. The ministers, for example, ministerial representation, which was so great to see as an outcome of our recent election. And boy, it's progress, but certainly not enough. I know that for sure. So the real topic I want to talk about today was having worked with our First Nations people and with organisation that had quite a strong purpose around helping community. I want to share some of the the lessons that were really relevant from a change perspective because there is so much to in fact be learned regarding change from ancient cultures and ancient practices. And I was privileged enough to have had some very generous people who I worked with who shared their insights, feedback, and I know I grew not just as a, a change practitioner, but as a person working so closely with Aboriginal colleagues um, through their own generosity to share with me. And I know it's a lifelong journey and that there's so much more to learn. And if we, from a, a white privileged perspective, if more people actually took the time to learn from First Nations people, I think the world would be a better place in a lot of ways. Let's cover off some of the the key things that I learned and I'll unpack them a little bit for you. 
the first was around the art of listening and in a program environment when rolling out change there's so much that you feel as a change practitioner that you need to push and whether you're a change practitioner or whether you're working within the project context and you experience a change practitioner they will ask questions they will ask challenging questions we will always push the why we'll push the people like the people aspects the impact aspects and challenge and we're employed to push our change deliverables and to obviously go through implementation and also um, obviously can affect behavioral change but one of the things I learned um, certainly from a process perspective was and you will know I, I will put into the notes on this episode on my virtualchangemanager.com the for the change diamond uh, which talks about design um, as an as a key element typically you know people talk about projects change management leadership but I think the design element is something that actually does affect massively your outcome is the art of listening and the art of sitting with a problem and how that engagement should happen through connection and that is also very powerful in around the art of listening and it's around time taken relationships getting established uh, the, the listening for where people aren't going to give you the answer, but they're absolutely going to give you a lot of clues as to there is a problem in this area. Also, the art of listening when it comes to change resistance or a, an emotive reaction to change, the art of listening of understanding that you need to filter on that basis. So, you know, if someone is becoming quite distressed um, rather than seeing it as oh well they're just being difficult they're just being xyz is the art of listening is understanding the there are reasons that there's such an emotive response and how can you diffuse a situation but unpack the why there is that emotive response because by doing that you are going to review your change approach and get a better outcome because the change will be more readily received if you actually take the time to do that. So a few things to consider and the art of listening is something that through connection, through listening to story, to working through examples, through spending time with people who are impacted by the change, you will always get a better design and you'll always get a better outcome. And you need to factor that time in. Um, certainly yeah up front and it's normally where people get squeezed the most because people just want progress but by actually having listening sessions by actually sitting with people who are impacted as a change practitioner it is worth scheduling in that they they are also milestones that will show progress it's around it will improve the plan so listening was certainly one aspect that I learned a lot about and the importance of not heading into business right away. So not being so focused on deliverables, but focus on connection first because, and not with a, a you know, well, this is a process, so I'll you know chat about life first, but then get on with business. It's actually the more important aspect is to con- genuinely connect with people but you will always get better outcomes and leaders are seeing that more and more in organizations from a neuroscience perspective, that human connection with people will always achieve better outcomes, will always get better performance from your people. So once again, connection, 
that listening really, really key was one of the key first lessons. The second one was all around the approach. So actually your approach on how you implement change will determine the success of it. And what I mean by that is that if you think that we are living in a world where I say this is how it's going to be and by and a byproduct of that is that you will just go and do it, more and more that does not work in probably 90% of organizational cultures now. Unless you're in a very regimented authoritative environment such as an army context, a police perspective, those type of clear hierarchies because of safety, like there is a hierarchy that is in place and the modus operandi is listening to orders. Now, I might be wrong in that, so happy for anyone to DM me or you know, uh, reach out to say that that might be changing too. But the context is that most cultures in organizations now where there used to be almost like a passive listening to authority or a respect for authority, because of the recent turmoil we have been in, there is less trust. So therefore, even more important that the approach that you're taking is a collaborative approach when it comes to change. Empower people across the organization to run their own change, which in turn also leads to the change leadership conversation and the need for leaders to be able to be empowered to lead change, which means that I possibly, if you're a people leader, don't need someone to tell me how to roll this out to my team. Just give me the support materials and I will translate it for my team. I'll work with my team to embed the change. It's how it should be, the empowerment more so to the people leader than to the business area that might want to be enforcing change onto others. So kind of breaking down what some might say is almost a colonial way of doing things, which was to colonize, which was I will come in and dominate and I'll tell you what to do. That has to change within organizations uh, to keep up with the times, to be more effective. Resistance should not be en masse to changes. It should be a collaborative, informative even down to some of the tactics that people use for tokenistic consultation where it's not genuine consultation. These are the things that we need to break when it comes to the change approach and challenge and question and do well because once again it will affect the adoption and the outcome. Definitely looking at the approach. The approach matters. How you engage matters. Then when considering this, um, I wanted to also uh, touch on ritual and the importance of ritual as one of kind of the top three, which as I was sitting with recording this podcast for you, I was considering what were the really impactful moments for me from an experience perspective and then how do they also translate to an organization perspective so I've done a lot of travel overseas. I've done, a, I've gone to a lot of ancient sites across the world, um, as well as then had the opportunity to learn more about Australia's First Nations people and culture. And one of the things that really always appealed to me was this concept of ritual, and it, that happens within life and cultures and communities, as well as within organisations. And I'll talk a little bit about this so the cultural context or within community so even our rituals around weddings commitment uh, 
whilst in constructs of religion, but even in the um, the celebration of solstice in the ancient cultures, um, certain uh, initiations, rituals across the world, that when looking at how that might be brought into an organisation such as, you know, a morning tea, a celebration event, uh, an invitation for people to come and speak in the organisation on a particular topic, a welcome, a uh, welcome to country that might be held within an organisation. So I'll put some links into some of these things within the speaker notes so you're understanding the context. But certainly the, the welcome to country that can happen uh, that uh, local Indigenous people will can conduct within your organisation that the the blend of bringing rituals into your organization if expanding beyond just morning teas and birthday celebrations is really important when looking at a change event or a transformation event and some of those elements you really do benefit from because it becomes more of the dna and the way of doing things within the organization where it blurs the boundary of where that organization fits within the community And so breaking down those barriers is really important for organisations to connect more to community rather than be an entity in and of themselves and also to represent the workers and the employees of the organisation and the diversity that might sit within the organisation as well. So cultural events such as Diwali, other Chinese New Year, bringing everything quite visible into a rhythm within organizations is important from a cultural context and an acknowledgement of the diversity of organizations and then if i bring that back to first nations people it is even more important to be bringing first nations traditions into every organization with the respect of that's a first nations people who would um deliver that and that a simple acknowledgement to country for example that I do at the beginning of my podcast for any large event would be relevant and would be centering and would be uh, respectful for organizations who are doing business on first nations people's land So these are the type of things that really start to show within your organization the maturity in approach and it should be from top down that that is led Um, and because many times obviously we model on the behavior we see so you know the the um, experience that people have in that bringing of cultural tradition into an organization then has them carry that with them to other organizations so if if you're not currently doing it if you're in australia i i ask you to consider acknowledgement um, the local land council around what events cultural events things that your organization may run within your organizational context to connect make that connection and to be an ally for australia's first nations people the ritual also lends itself to within project practices around agile around visual management boards around uh, meeting rhythms operating rhythms celebrations 
and they can actually be of deep connection for the people who've worked on the program, for the business who are about to take a handover, for example, just to create that teaming and, and get the right rhythms in place for the best outcome. Ritual is quite critical. It's in our DNA, in everyone's DNA, through cultural tradition, etc. So have a think about how it may work or show up for your organization as well. So those are just three ways. And I want to make this a bit of a short episode. I've probably covered off a lot anyway. But just around listening, the approach that you take in change, the importance of ritual and what you can do to creatively introduce if you haven't already in your organization, ritual as a way of celebrating diversity, but also especially in this NAIDOC week of showing up for Australia's First Nations people and how you can look to introduce First Nations ritual into your organization as a regular part of the rhythm of your organization in a way to celebrate and have people appreciate the rich cultural heritage and voice that the First Nation people have within Australia. So on that note, I hope that you, if you're in Australia, that you look up locally, any NADOC events, participate. And certainly in the future, I hope not to be speaking about this just myself, but to have some of uh, my friends come on to discuss even more lessons that I learned through working with them um, in this space. So have a great day. Um, certainly come to myvirtualchangemanager.com to check out some of the links and references to this podcast. If you feel that this was of interest to you, certainly share it with friends, family, and I hope to see you at the next episode. Thanks very much.